0: Lecture One, Part Three of Christian Patience by William Bernard Ullathorne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lecture One: The Work of Patience in the Soul, Part Three. We shall better understand the divine power of patience if we consider how all moral evil has sprung in the first instance, and still springs in its beginning from impatience st zeno tertullian st cyprian st augustine and several other early fathers have treated on this subject every kind of spiritual creature was first created by god in a good state and received grace to love him and to adhere to him as the supreme good of their nature this implied the grace of charity and patience charity to love patience to persevere and to endure their probation but being weak by nature owing to their origin from nothingness and having free will to choose their own acts they were exposed to the danger of neglecting their grace and of giving themselves to self-love self-will and cupidity so long as they remained with patient perseverance in the love and will of god they were sinless but so soon as they yielded their will to temptation they lost the patience by which they adhered to god to his love and to his will becoming impatient of the good they possessed through the curiosity and desire of trying what was evil and thus with the loss of patience they became weak irritable sinful separated from god and divided within themselves it must also be remembered that according to the scriptures and the traditions both of the rabbins and the christian fathers satan and his angels fell through jealousy of the high dignity conferred on man at his creation after this explanation let us hear the words of tertullian which are repeated in substance by st cyprian and st augustine he says as patience is in god we must expect to find the first adversary of patience in the first enemy of god we detect the birth of impatience in satan when he could not patiently endure that god should subject all that he had created to his image in man then it was that his impatience conspired with his malice adam again would never have fallen had he stood with patience within the divine commandment he was innocent he was the friend of god he was in possession of paradise but in losing his patience he fell from the wisdom of god and ceased to be capable of divine things cast out of paradise he became a man of the earth and was easily taken hold of by impatience in things offensive to god look upon the catalogue of sins and you will find that they all begin with the loss of patience for evil is impatience of good no one is impure who is not impatient of purity or unjust who is not impatient of justice or unquiet who is not impatient of tranquillity whoever is evil is impatient of good the seat of patience as of all the virtues is in the will its office is to hold the will with firm steadfastness to what is reasonable just orderly and true and to withhold the will by refusing it to what is unreasonable unjust disorderly or false for example the patience of faith holds the will with firmness and constancy to the truths revealed by god and keeps to the divine motives of faith whatever sufferings the soul may have to endure for the sake of her faith whilst this same patience of faith refuses the will to error and to whatever may tempt the soul to relax her hold of faith the patience of hope holds fast by the will with unswerving confidence to the goodness mercy and promises of god and refuses to let the will be moved into despondency or sadness or to whatever may tempt the soul to lessen her confidence in god the patience of charity adheres by the will habitually to god with love and gratitude and that notwithstanding every kind of obscuration trial or loss of sensible devotion and refuses to yield up the will to whatever might weaken diminish or contradict the love of god so it is in every other virtue patience holds the will with constancy to the good upon which it is engaged and withholds the same will from those provocations or temptations that would weaken or destroy the virtue in its act by putting evil or falsehood in its place hence you will find that the first movement towards evil is always a disturbing movement of impatience it is therefore laid down as a principle as well by the pagan philosophers as by the christian moralists each taking their own view of it that patience is the virtue of the virtues that is to say it is the force that gives them their vigour endurance and solidity st gregory calls it the root and guardian of the virtues it is the root as supplying them with strength and consistency it is the guardian as protecting them from perturbation and evil as the tree obtains its strength from being rooted in the ground the soul which is the tree of virtue obtains her strength from patiently adhering to god as a fortress girds round its inhabitants and defends them from the assaults and alarms of their enemies so patience defends the virtues from the temptations and alarms that assail them hence st zeno observes that the worth of patience is not so much in the multiplying as in the perfecting of the virtues when st paul speaks of the faithful who are rooted and grounded in charity ephesians chapter three verse seventeen he evidently refers to that charity which is firm and constant by reason of its patience taking this profound view of christian patience st augustine defines it in these terms patience is the enduring of evils with an equable mind lest through an evil disposition we should give up that good which brings us to our greatest good the good we have already as devout christians is the sense of god the light of faith the grace of christ the friendship of god through communication of his holy spirit and peace of heart through the absence of grievous sin this good already in the soul brings us through the exercise of charity to our supreme good but through impatience vexation of spirit and sadness patience glides away and the good we have is disturbed scattered abroad and diminished and what is worse if we enter into an evil disposition patience is relaxed more and more and as impatience and sadness take its place the habits of grace and virtue are weakened and lowered the light of the soul becomes obscured and if we altogether lose the patience of charity that divine gift itself becomes extinguished together with our supernatural life in st paul's magnificent description of charity the object of the apostle is to show that whilst it is inseparable from faith it is perfected by unselfishness and patience weigh the qualities one by one which the apostle ascribes to this most excellent of virtues and you will find that this is the sum of their sense charity he says is patient is kind charity envieth not dealeth not perversely is not puffed up Is not ambitious seeketh not her own is not provoked to anger thinketh no evil rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth with the truth beareth all things believeth all things hopeth all things endureth all things one corinthians chapter thirteen verses four through seven from the nature of charity it must have these qualities without faith it could not be grounded in supernatural truth without unselfishness it could not be generous without patience it could not endure nor could it repulse its enemies in the words of st cyprian if you take patience away from charity it languishes in desolation and cannot endure if you consider the human soul as a spiritual coin that bears the image and superscription of god faith is the mold that gives it a divine figure and charity is its golden quality humility gives it gravity discretion flexibility and patience durability when that soul is tried in the fire of tribulation and its charity put to the test by reproaches and calumny then will the degree of her patience show how far the virtue of that soul bears the character of durability for as it is said in the proverb he that is impatient suffers damage proverbs chapter nineteen verse nineteen and again the learning of a man is known by patience and his glory is to pass over wrongs proverbs chapter nineteen verse eleven but as the vice of obstinacy makes pretensions to the virtue of patience although it is but the stupidity of pride true patience must also stand the test of humility for there may be a proud endurance of contumely that is nothing better than folly just as the worm of pride may be concealed in the apparent humility of sackcloth after this general exposition of the work of patience in the soul what shall we say in conclusion as a divine attribute of god patience is infinite and eternal in his divine benignity he exhibits that patience towards us in bearing with our offences and ingratitude and in waiting for our repentance and return to his love as he has made us to his image that we may be formed to his likeness he sends us the grace of patience through the gift of charity that through its faithful exercise we may imitate his patience this virtue is the tonic medicine of our enfeebled nature it fortifies the will soothes down the irritabilities that derange the soul braces the powers into unity and gives stability to all the virtues it secures the mind from dissipation the will from perturbation and enables us to preserve our self-possession it is the pith and marrow of charity strengthening the love of god in the children of light That it may persevere under every cloud of tribulation and adversity as the rock resists the surging waves patience resists the surges of temptation and scatters them into empty foam in the day of weakness and suffering it upholds the spirit above them in the serene atmosphere of cheerfulness and will not suffer her to sink into the wasting disease of sadness in a word and that word shall be St. Cyprian's, Patience is not only the keeper of good, but the preventer of evil, repelling whatever is adverse to good. Obedient to the Holy Spirit, it adheres to celestial and divine things, and standing in opposition to those solicitations of the body that assault and capture the soul, it contends for the virtues as from a fortress of strength o patience exclaims st zeno thou art the queen of all things and i know that thou restest more safely on thy own foundations on thy own counsels and on thy own good ways than in the words of those who are strangers to thee thy praise is not in multiplying but in strengthening the virtues thou givest to virginity the flower that never fades thou art the safe harbour of widowhood from the storms of life thou art the strength of the yoke of married life enabling its burden to be borne with the forbearance of an equal love thou teachest friendship how to will and to forbear the same things thou givest freedom to the rugged labourer and art the consoler of his toils to poverty thou givest the privilege of bearing all things that so it may possess all things the prophets were raised to their sublime office by patience the apostles adhered to christ through patience thou art the nursing mother of the martyrs and their crown as the knot binds the flowing tresses on the head of the modest maiden thou bindest the virtues into unity with beauty and honour happy eternally happy is he who hath thee always in his company end of lecture one part three